Hi, this is Mark Slemons from the Leader to Leader podcast. I listen to several podcasts, but only one on energy, and that's this one. I don't miss the Energy Edge podcast. Brian and Treva are above all practical. I trust the advice and implement the recommendations with results. And that's what it's all about, right? Results. You'll get them here on the Energy Edge podcast. Thoughts are super important. When I was sharing my story at the beginning of our conversation, I, I, I mentioned that a big turning point for me was when I started to feel some immense joy um, that I had never experienced before. And this happened after I started to increase the fats in my diet. Um, that was the single biggest sort of catalyst for me. It was huge. For years prior, you know, I ate low fat like they say because I didn't want to gain weight. I gained weight anyway. Welcome to the Energy Edge Podcast, where we believe if you desire to get the absolute most out of your work and life, then finding your energy edge is a must. The Energy Edge Podcast will help you learn to leverage your everyday major activities into an energy advantage so you can work and live at an optimal level. So let's begin. Welcome to the Energy Edge Podcast, sponsored by 5MinuteEnergyKickstart.com. Three five-minute videos that can help you become more productive, feel more energized, and do your best work. Go to 5MinuteEnergyKickstart.com today and download your free video series. Well, I'm Brian Paul Buckley, and I love the even-numbered episodes because, again, it means one thing. It's interview week. And this week, I have a holistic nutritionist and coach named Robin Srigley who she's known as the hormone diva. So I'm excited to get into what that means. I'm going to ask her some of the following questions. What is the backstory of you being called the hormone diva? What are some major signs or symptoms of hormonal imbalances that we can look out for? How does it affect our energy? What's the best way to start balancing these symptoms? How do hormones differ between men and women? How do we handle hormone imbalances when we're traveling? And so much more. It's go time. Robin Srigley is the Hormone Diva Holistic Nutritionist and Women's Health and Nutrition Coach. Robin runs a successful one-to-one coaching and online program practice where she uses diet, movements, botanicals, and a self-love st- lifestyle to transform the lives of women and a number of different pain points that they're experiencing in their life. And she's an awesome, awesome interviewing guest, and I'm glad to have her here today. Robin, welcome to the Energy Edge podcast. I'm excited to talk to any diva. But a hormone diva is even better. So where are you located and how are you doing? Oh, thanks so much for having me, Brian. I am located in a small town called Whitby in Ontario, Canada. I'm about 45 minutes east of Toronto. uh, And I'm doing very well. We're starting to get some really awesome hot summer weather. I was just at the farmer's market before we got on the phone. uh, So having a pretty good day so far. In all Canada. So I love the Abut, and uh, I hope you drop a lot of O Canada <laughs> on us here today. So, well, Robin, I'm thrilled you're here. And for those of us who are new to you, uh, why don't you please start by just sharing you, how you became known as the Hormone Diva, how you got into this whole space, and uh, share a little bit about that. 
Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. So it's kind of been a little bit of a winding road. I I had other career choices before getting into nutrition, but I realized that was truly my calling. I didn't even go into it specifically to help women with hormones. But while I was in nutrition school, I came off the birth control pill because I learned about all the bad stuff that goes along with that when I was in school. Uh, And things started to go really crazy after I stopped. So, you know, weight gain, terrible acne, like I was going through puberty again, very bad moods, my hair was falling out, I was growing hair on my chin, and like all these crazy things were happening to me, my periods weren't regular. Um, And so, of course, you know, you go to your doctor, and you say all the things that are going on, and they, they say it's nothing at first, but I kept pushing and pushing. And so about a year later, I was diagnosed with something called polycystic ovarian syndrome, or PCOS, which is a condition that affects, you know, about one in 10 women or so. Um, and I didn't want to take any of the medications that they were offering. So they wanted to put me back on birth control. They wanted to give me a drug called metformin, which is usually given to diabetics, um, because insulin is a big part of my disease. And I didn't want to do any of that. I wanted to go the natural route and kind of once I got into that space and I was feeling a lot better, um, I experienced incredible joy like I never had before in my life. It was like a fog had been kind of lifted off of me. Um, and I realized I had to spread that. So I decided to get into the arena of women's health. And that's kind of how the hormone diva was born. Well, what a story. And, you know, I love especially entrepreneurs and individual business owners who started well out of a need and usually a a problem, a pain point for themselves. So Mm -hmm. that's quite the story. So here's a remedial guy question that you can share with us, um, Robin, what kind of, what's the major differences between male and female hormones And obviously you work on the female side of that. Can you just give us a little bit about that? And then we'll kind of dive a little bit further into how hormones and energy are affecting each other. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we often think that men and women have very different hormones or that men don't have hormones or hormonal fluctuations like women do, but that's absolutely untrue. So men, you know, one of their main sex hormones is testosterone, but women have testosterone as well. We don't need as much of it. And when it gets too much, you get PCOS, like what I have. Um, and on the same vein, you know, women have loads of estrogen but men need estrogen too. And they have just a very small amount of it. So we all kind of have the same things going on. It's just different levels in either sex. And then um, for women, like we have our monthly cycles, but for men, hormonal fluctuations tend to be um, actually throughout the day, they'll kind of go up and down. So that's kind of the basics of how they differentiate, but the hormones themselves are the same. And great differentiator. I really appreciate you sharing that. I think the male monthly hormone usually has to do with sports. <clears throat> so depending on how, <laughs> how our teams are doing, being a Chicagoan, uh, mine can go very high and very low with there. So what are some major symptoms or some signs of any imbalances with hormones that we should look out for? And then why don't you answer that first? And then I want to kind of dive into how that affects our energy. Yeah, absolutely. So there's many, many symptoms. Um, if you read the literature for PMS, just for example, premenstrual syndrome, there's up to 150 different symptoms. So there's really a lot, but I'll kind of go through some of the major ones because these tend to be the ones that I see the most often and most people are experiencing. So first would be heavy, painful, or irregular periods, something that I experienced as well. So painful periods, menstrual cramps, that's not normal. It's absolutely typical, meaning many, many, many women experience this, but it is not a normal body function. So that's one. Um, 
fertility issues. That's where a lot of women tend to find they have imbalances is when they're trying to conceive and they have issues. Uh, Chronic fatigue. So we'll get into energy a little bit in our conversation today. And fatigue is a huge part of this. Um, Hair thinning for both men and women. Facial hair growth in women. Acne as well is a sign of hormonal imbalance, uh, insomnia or trouble sleeping, mood disturbances as well, like depression, anxiety, mood swings, irritability, hostility, being really quick to anger, quick to tear up, those types of things. And of course, weight gain, which is another very common experience where people are gaining weight, which is totally unexplained. uh, And there's always hormones at the root of that as well. Wow, there's so many and, and big ones that we deal with on a on a daily basis. So a lot of those actually, this is great just for if all of a sudden something that you had mentioned as a sign, if you will, or symptom could be really uh, tagged to hormone imbalances and issues. So that's fascinating. So how does it affect our energy? A lot of times, any kind of hormonal imbalance is going to reduce our energy, whether the hormones are sex hormones like estrogen and progesterone and they're not in the right ratios and women are going to become very tired or if it's your thyroid hormone that's underactive that's the seat of our metabolism that's where we get a lot of energy and there's um i would hazard a guess at hundreds of thousands at least of undiagnosed or underdiagnosed thyroid conditions in men and women mostly women um that's really causing this kind of chronic fatigue as well and so That's a good question because I could go so much further on that because I went through adrenal fatigue, adrenal exhaustion, and and that was one of the major things that they really worked through with the hormone panel just to see where I was. And uh, I never even considered that, you know, Robin, until having the crash that I did and losing the energy that I did, you know, from just flat out going so hard for so long. Do you see that often as far as, you know, the business professional, the corporate man or woman, the business traveler who is just going so hard and they find themselves just getting their hormones completely out of whack? Oh, absolutely, Brian. It happens all the time. And even I've experienced as a business owner a little bit of burnout, like you said, you know, adrenal fatigue. I've dealt with that as well. And I don't think I've met one business owner that hasn't at one time or another. I've actually done several talks locally to business owners about this very topic because it's so important that we have good hormonal balance and good stress resilience in, in order to be able to do what we want in our businesses. So we see it all the time. You know, we're constantly going going all the time. And in the case of women, you know, when our body's trying to make stress hormones to help manage what we're doing in our lives, so cortisol, for example, and eventually it doesn't have all the ingredients it needs anymore for cortisol. So it ends up stealing these hormone ingredients from other hormones like progesterone, which is when you start to get PMS, and you start to get anxiety and the painful and heavy and irregular periods and all of this kind of stuff because your progesterone is too low because your body's using all its resources to create stress hormones. And I think what you said is just just spot on that when we go so hard in our body just start to adapt and steal, you know, it steals from Peter to pay Paul, you know, in my case, that's exactly what happened you know, on the male side of things. So that's just so interesting. We'll be back to the remainder of the interview with Robin Strigley after this short break. The Energy Edge podcast is sponsored by 5MinuteEnergyKickstart.com. Most of us are just plain tired. Our pace far outruns our energy, yet we just keep going. 
we quickly move from busy to beat down to burnout. And sometimes we pull this off by the end of the same day, and it's Monday. What we need is a reminder that there's another way, a kickstart to get us thinking and to get us going in the right direction. 5MinuteEnergyKickstart.com offers three five-minute videos on topics of sleep, nutrition, and fitness movements, where a problem is discussed and two energy kickstart challenges are offered. Why? Well, because we all need a kickstart from time to time. The best part about it is the only thing it will cost you is a few minutes of your time because the video series is absolutely free. So check out 5MinuteEnergyKickstart.com today. So what do we need to do? What are some of the best ways to start balancing these symptoms? So when we get out of whack or we notice these symptoms or these signs, Robin, what are some things that we can start to do? Absolutely. So that's a great question. I will mention just briefly that I do think going to see a physician is important, whether or not they do any tests, whether or not they say, you know, quote unquote, everything is normal, whatever, it's still a good thing to to try and do. Um, but as far as taking control yourself, I think that's really important to kind of empower yourself to feel better. And the first way is diet, of course, as a nutritionist, that's, you know, that's my point of view. And I, I really, truly believe that. Good girl, I hit that hard. Feel Yes, yes. Um, and so it's super key to do diet. And when it comes to, I'll get a little more specific with what you should be having in your diet to help with, you know, this constant go, go, go and balancing our hormones again is to have a blood sugar balancing diet. So if blood sugar and insulin are blood sugar regulating hormone, if those two things are out of whack, every other hormone is going to be messed up. Your cortisol is going to shoot up. You're not going to have the progesterone that you need. Your cycles are going to become irregular. Your ovaries can create cysts and then create more testosterone in the case of PCOS. Uh, so there's a whole lot of interplay here. And there's all uh, a running joke in a mastermind group I'm in for wellness professionals that if everyone in the world balanced their blood sugar, all the problems would go away. Um, because That's it's awesome. so, so important. So three quick basic things when it comes to a blood sugar balancing diet. One, protein. Really... I think for both genders, as long as you're getting lots of some of the healthy fats, I'll suggest the the types doesn't necessarily matter for for either gender. Um, but fats are super important. When I was sharing my story at the beginning of our conversation, I, I I mentioned that a big turning point for me was when I started to feel some immense joy um, that I had never experienced before. And this happened after I started to increase the fats in my diet. Um that was the single biggest sort of catalyst for me in, in pushing me in the direction that I am currently in or the so journey you that I'm it. currently on. I mean, you on. physically obviously noticed the changes yes. of the healthy fats that obviously affected your body in a positive way. It was huge wow. for years prior. You know, I ate low fat, like they say, because I didn't want to gain weight. I gained weight anyway. Um, but once I had the no fats, additional charge, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so once I had the fats in my diet and the good sources of them, you know, my cycles regulated, the acne went away, my weight dropped back down, you know, all these things. But the biggest, you know, biggest positive change for me was definitely the moods. Um, and so to give some ideas of what you should be looking for in healthy fats, um, avocados and avocado oil are huge, super, super important. They're also fantastic if you're trying to conceive, really good for fertility. Uh, olives and olive oil 
olive oil, interestingly, helps with a certain hormone called adiponectin, which is a fat burner. Um, so if you use a lot of olive oil, you can help boost that hormone. So really good for belly fat. Same thing with hemp seeds or hemp oil. So those are two things to focus on. Um, many, many nuts and seeds. Uh, as long as they're you know raw or dry roasted, we don't want any oil roasted because they often use rancid oils on those nuts. So hemp seeds, chia seeds, walnuts, pumpkin seeds, sesame seeds, sunflower seeds, you know, whatever you like, those are all really good sources. I'm also a huge fan of coconut uh, for healthy fats. So coconut has saturated fat and we've been led to believe that saturated fat is terrible for our health. And there was even a very recent... Um, uh, article put out uh, that coconut oil is yeah, actually bad for you. And that just makes me <laughs> so mad. We could do a whole episode on that, Brian. But uh, just to give like a really Well, you bought short... this interview. We can get one. You can do that one for free. So yeah, definitely. Um, so coconut oil and coconut products are amazing because of the saturated fat. Most or many of our hormones, I should say, like estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, that stress hormone, cortisol, they're steroid hormones. And what that means is that they're made from fat, specifically cholesterol, which you get a lot from saturated fats. So really, really important to get good amounts of those. And coconut oil or full fat coconut milk um, or coconut butter, which you can find in jars now in health food stores, those are all really good sources. You know, speaking of coconut oil, real quick, Robin, you know, personal example, so it's, it's amazing how many people think that they're, they don't like coconut. And we cook with coconut oil. So a lot of times we'll saute corn, for example, and we'll put in some dried cranberries or something just for a little extra flavor. And a lot of people over for dinner and, you know, we'll do, you know, some cooked organic salmon or sorry, wild caught salmon or some organic chicken and double vegetables and something like that. I know that's one area where, I mean, carbs get a bad rap, but uh, fats even more so. Mm -hmm. So in correlation here, Robin, with our energy with our hormones, you know, what are some good sources of fats that we could focus in on, you know, on a daily basis, whether it's, you know, both genders or maybe, you know, certain ones are more gender specific and people just like, that's a man, it tastes so good. This, this vegetable, you know, what it's just more than just corn. What is it? And then we mentioned, you know, that's cooked in coconut oil. And it's just amazing the reaction that they have because <laughs> their assumption is, oh, I don't, I don't like coconut, you know, and there's just the flavor that came out of that, but then also the health that comes out of something so mm. simple, but yet they absolutely love it. So is there a caution for quantities of the amount of nuts that we consume or the different oils that we consume on a given day? Well, for sure. I mean, if you're someone who's going overboard on carbs, if you do a lot of carbs and a lot of fats, you're going to gain weight. Simple as that. Um, but if you if you use some of those healthier sources of carbs and you're not going overboard with the processed stuff, then you can be very liberal with your fats and not worry about what it's going to do for your waistline, for example. Um, but just as a little rule of thumb, um, most meals and snacks should have at least 10 to 15 grams of fat. So that's quite a bit. Um, you know, that's a tablespoon or more, depending on, you know, what it is that you're using as your source of fat. And something else to note, too, is that a lot of people will try and do lots and lots of nuts, for example. Um, and this can end up being inflammatory because they have certain compounds like phytates that prevent us from 
absorbing a lot of the nutrients they contain. So, you know, one serving or less, um, what maybe, maybe up to two in a day is okay. Um, but coconut oil and all those products, the avocados, any fats that are in your meats, so chicken skin, any fats in, you know, steak and beef, the healthy fats in fish like salmon and cod and sardines and anchovies, those are all fine as well. Um, so just be really liberal. I, I'm not much of a, a counter when it comes to stuff like that, but I know that people want those ranges. So usually 10 to 15 grams um, per meal or snack is, is a good place to start. And ranges are good. So I'm going to ask you an odd question here. A number of listeners that we have on our podcast are mother well, business travelers and mm-hmm. whether they are, maybe they're just busy all day long. You know, they work for, you know, say Verizon on the business side. And so they're just hustlers all day long. They're not necessarily sitting at a desk. Mm-hmm. And there's other ones who are, you know, they're in a car all day and, and traveling that way and sleeping at a hotel and, and, you know, running the territory or maybe they're consultants or coaches or speakers and they're on a plane and they're gone for a few days. What are some suggestions you can offer to us to make sure when we're, you know, off, off or on the road, but that we're not off road, if you will, to, <laughs> you know, guard our hormones and our energy, you know, from this angle here. Any suggestions? Yeah, absolutely. So when it comes to fats for this, you know, a lot of people, they feel like, oh, I'm too busy to kind of think about and plan my foods. And that's why I don't get enough. Um, But planning is really key. We're not really talking about that so much. But um, that's huge. And when you're out and about, you know, you really have to make sure you're getting enough proteins and fats. And a lot of the foods you grab on the go are very high in carbohydrates, especially the refined type. Um, So having some things with you, or knowing what to get at restaurants or grocery stores, if you're driving through a town, things like that, like you can keep on hand an avocado and literally eat it out of the skin. If you want to, you can have like a nice trail mix with raw nuts and seeds. Um, you can keep, um, you know, a jar of almond butter, you can have some boiled eggs with you. Like there's so many different things that you can do. Or if you're at a restaurant, adding, um, you know, olive oil or adding extra butter on top of the stuff that you're eating, different things like that, um, just to make sure that you're getting what you need, or you can kind of supplement based on what's available to you. That's a good point on the supplement too, because oftentimes, we don't have as much control as we'd like, although I usually argue with business travelers to go, oh, it's really hard to eat healthy on the road. And the first response I give is, really? Because I don't see your wife or your mom ordering for you. Mm. And, uh, you know, but supplementing is really, really important. So I'm really glad you brought that up because the road can be either your best friend or it can be your worst enemy. Mm-hmm. So to kind of wrap this up, um, any suggestions that you have for us to just say, okay, how do we keep in our mind the correlation between energy and hormones so that we just don't look at it going, okay, well, I'm just completely fine and I'll just deal with it when it's a problem. Right. So if you wait till it's a huge problem to deal with, it's going to be much, much more difficult to remedy and to reverse any symptoms. So getting ahead of this. And if you're already noticing symptoms right now, like some of the ones that we ran through, this is the time to get started. And it's easy. You don't need anything you know, very detailed or specific, just start eating some of the foods that we talked about, just start putting half an avocado with the salad that you buy at, you know, a lunch or whatever, just start 
doing those things and being consistent with it. Um, because you will notice, and it's quite profound, once you include these foods in your diet, your energy skyrockets. And those times when you don't, because it's a holiday or a celebration or you have less control, you'll notice immediately those kind of burnout, hormone imbalance type symptoms coming back very quickly. So consistency is really key here. And I love what you mentioned here. I mean, obviously, it's about preventive versus reactive. Mm -hmm. And most of us, unfortunately, wait till something's wrong. Yeah. And then we go the method of the doctor and traditional medicine. And nothing wrong with that. In fact, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that, hey, get that checked out. Yeah. Um, I'm, I've just gone through a big gallbladder issue and in, in digestive complications and the follow-up from that. And, um, you know, it's just a lot of sharp pains. And actually, it's more nutritionally based, but it's great to rule things out. So going mm -hmm. back to the doctor and making sure from that aspect that something major isn't going on, but doesn't necessarily solve the problem. And, you know, I, I'm really glad you mentioned that of just simple ways that we can be more preventative and healthy, but ultimately, and I mean, the whole point of this podcast is for energy. You know, how do we take things we do every single day and do them in a way that gives us an energy advantage and what we call an energy edge? And uh, obviously this is a big factor within our mm -hmm. hormones. So two last questions here, Robin, where can people find you and more, uh, more about you? Absolutely. So I would love to connect with your listeners. They can find me on my website, which is www.thehormonediva.com. And I would love to invite them to, if they're feeling some of the symptoms that I explained and they're not sure what's going on, to take my hormone quiz to see which hormones might be out of balance. And with that, you'll get um, an explanation of what those are and why it might be happening, plus my happy hormones in five minutes a day cheat sheet, just to give you some really quick things that you can do on a daily basis in five minutes or less to balance your hormones. You can get all of that at thehormonediva.com forward slash happy dash hormones dash quiz. And I'll make sure that link is in the show notes as well with that, Robin. Awesome. Any closing thoughts for us? We've talked about a number of things, which I absolutely love, but anything stand out to you that you'd like to just leave us with? Yeah, absolutely. I think the, the biggest thing that I'm always trying to impart is uh, it's time to take back control of your body. You only have one, you only have your life and it's time to stop letting, you know, our jobs or our doctors or, you know, whoever kind of determine what's going on with us. Um, and you can do that really easy by making small steps like adding more fats back in or by taking the hormone quiz just to get an idea of what may be going on. Um, but the idea is, you know, take some action, empower yourself and you will get res results. Love it, Robin. I'm so glad that you spent a few minutes with us. And I highly, highly encourage our listeners to check out the site, which will be in the show notes. Uh, take the quiz. Just get a feel for that. A way to be preventative. And also, too, that, uh, that getting that cheat sheet, the uh, Happy Hormones and Five Minutes a Day cheat sheet. So thank you so much for spending time with us and look forward to having more conversation with you, Robin. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Brian. Thanks for making it to this point in the podcast. We're thrilled that you spent the time with us, especially listen to an, an interview regarding hormones and energy, which is so vitally important. Well, as always, we'll try and do better next time. Go and get your energy edge on today. 